Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line. Partials for 466 and 474. Now, 466 is from July 13th, 1997, a Sunday night show with guest Nick Scotty. And 474 from July 23rd, 1997, a Wednesday night show with guest Lamont Bentley, making his final known appearance of the classic Love Line Adam Carolla era. There may still be one more visit or two, but it seems unlikely. Nick Scotty is an American actor, model, and singer. It's a short clip from an L-Fan tape that features Nick and a classic call from Terry from Florida. Followed up by the final known appearance of Lamont, Adam and Drew give an overview of what they were up to at age 23, and they gamble on collar Gina. We mostly want to put this one in the feed because it's the final known clip of Lamont. You can hear his previous appearance with Countess Vaughn, also of Moesha, from May 20th, 1996 on episode 167, still in the classic Loveline feed. Very fun episode, I recommend checking out. Lamont actually passed away in a gruesome car accident in 2005. Just want to say once again, rest in peace, Lamont. We're very fun on the show. As per usual, both of these shows were recorded in 1997, and some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Kath, who are on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to check out more of my work, please see superfangiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Love line, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Nick Scotty is here. Nick is Tony from The Young and the Restless and uh, also has a movie coming out next week called Kiss Me Guido. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Drew is a big uh, Y&R uh, fan. Is that right? No, he's, he's never home during the day. I'm sure uh, Anne is uh, hip hip to you and uh, the young and the restless. But uh, Dr. Drew is uh, up out of the house and uh, putting his uh, thumb in the rectums of old folks, of all sorts of folks during the day. Yeah, he'll he'll do it. And and let me tell you something about Drew's thumb: colorblind. <laughs> he'll put he'll put it in an Eskimo. A black guy, a uh, Mexican, doesn't matter to him. He's a doctor. He's his thumb prejudiced. his thumb crosses all color barriers. Does it not, Drew? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Not my thumb. So uh Nick. And uh yeah. not you. All right. Let, <clears throat> let's turn uh let's turn uh Drew's mic off for just a little bit. Thank you. Nick uh But it's not are, such a big thumb, so that's good. <clears throat> I didn't have I didn't Wow, have... you must have gotten a lot of good looking chicks in Europe then. Because uh I don't think Madonna's necessarily the best looking woman ever. But right. if I was making I'll out I'll agree with you. If I was making out with Madonna Right. All that would be coursing through my mind would be, my, this is Madonna. This is Madonna. My God, it's Madonna. <laughs> How would you be thinking? Of course. I've made out with uh, a total uh, other women and thought, my God, this is Madonna. <laughs> you know, you do what you got to do, Drew. You understand that not everyone's Madonna. <laughs> and the penis don't know the difference. Well, he does that with his thumb. This is Madonna. You know. <laughs> right. It's, it's really six-year-old Abe. I'm picking uh, on the poor guy. I don't even know him. So. Oh, he's a beautiful, just, wonderful... Uh, oh, the just, mic's just, back on. You're I just see. getting used to Adam's style. It's like, right. All right, so let, let's talk about the, the Kiss Me Guido for a second. Set this thing up. Who, hey, Dr. Drew? Yeah. Um, you're, like, very, very, very patient with Adam Krola, and that's pretty cool. Thank you. Now, tonight he's, he's enlisting the aid of our guests. Really? Yes. Yeah. Um, hi, Nick. It's tag team. Hi, how are you? I'm um, pretty good. Um, my question is, okay, my twin sister took a blood 
at a blood drive, she gave blood and, you know, the samples? Right. Well, later on, they tested at the clinic, and one of them came up positive, and the other came up false positive. And I'm wondering... Now, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean the samples? You mean when they... She donated blood... Yeah, and... And they, they called her back and said one of the screens turned out positive? Yeah. They tested the, po- the sample, and from the sample, I guess, it got a positive reading of HIV, mm-hmm. and then they tested it again, and it... Or they gave... She like, gave blood again, and it came up false positive. Okay. So what's false positive? I well, have no idea. False, false positive. Like any test, no no <coughs> test is absolutely perfectly accurate. There's got to be a certain percentage of time that it's going to turn out positive, but the person doesn't have the thing you're testing for. And with HIV, it's uh, you know less than a fourth of a tenth of a percent. So why don't they just call it... Four tenths of a percent, that is. Well, it's like, but it's negative or positive. Why don't they just call it negative? The test is positive, falsely so. Because they retest her with other tests, more accurate tests, not screening tests, and find out that there is no thing there. Okay, no. so she doesn't have it. Is that correct? She had this. She had the follow-up tests, and they were negative. Um, I don't know. I'm asking. Well, That's, she doesn't know. It's false positive. Okay, That's, and then she's taking another one, and we'll get the results in like three weeks. Okay. Well, the only way they can prove it's false positive is is ruling out the possibility that she has HIV. And these days, there's a number of dis- different tests that can be done to check that out. And certainly, uh, she should be retested. Is she in any kind of risk category? Well, we don't know. I don't think so. What do you mean you don't know? Because, well, she has high morals, and she's been with one guy for, like, almost three years. She has high morals? Yeah. Okay. I used to have those. One guy for three years. And and they both have high morals, and they're both, like, a future for themselves. And we, we disbelieve. I mean, we don't... We don't think it could be possible. I mean... She, and she's not doing drugs or anything like that? Huh? Not doing drugs? No, no. Never had a transfusion? Never. All right. So All right. It, it's, she's much more likely to be a false positive than a true positive. I just call it uh, negative and positive. Uh, the false positive thing is, is very confusing to the kids. All right. Originally, I, I include the, the, myself the and Nick into was, the kid the category. The test was positive. <laughs> All right. The, the te- oh, you're saying, uh, right, but they took another test. And she, and it, that test was negative. Right. So let's just go with negative. She's well, negative why in all probability. Excuse me. Why wouldn't a doctor explain what that means? I'm sure they did. In fact, these pre- and post-test... <laughs> I thought that stuff was just for, like, Venice, uh, California. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, one afternoon, she asked me to take an AIDS test with her, and I tried to place every name, place, face, and I still haven't compiled the list. Really? Really. So you're doing that kind of scoring in Ohio. <laughs> uh, and I don't want that anymore. I had to live in daylight scared out of me with an AIDS test, and no more. All right, so you want to find a woman. You don't want to do it uh, via the bar scene. Yeah, yeah, but you're, but you're, 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 you're going from one superficial cursory modality to, another, to the next. Yes. Yeah. Right. You, you, meet, you need to be a human being and meet human beings and develop relationships with human beings with something that evidently you've never done, Scott. I mean, develop some friendships and then network from those friends to people who you are interested in and then maybe develop some relationships with some women. You're 25. You've got lots of time. But this business of going from... Uh, uh, across-the-room bar impressions to wild parties to ads. There's, there's no human element in any of this. There's no human beings. He doesn't need a human being to do those things. No. Eh, just get involved. Uh, uh, Nick, I'd ask your opinion on this, but I realize it'd be totally unrealistic with your background. And no, everything. it's very realistic. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I think that uh, you should check your motivation and see why you go, Why the clubs, why do you go there? You go there to meet people? Girls? I got rid of him, but uh, I'll answer Where for is him. he? I, I put him on hold. Why do you go to clubs? 
I don't go to clubs. I tried going to clubs. I came up with uh, Snake Empty. Eyes, and I went home, and that was it. All right. Now I go to the video store. Yeah, I think uh, you know. I think you can meet uh, if you're a guy looking for a young lady. You can meet them so many places. You don't have to go to a club. And I think, it, I think that it's it's all, clubs are based on uh, most of the time are based on shallow uh, uh, shallow situations. Right. You can't have a good conversation. Everyone's drinking. Everyone's looking to get. Get Lucky. some or get loaded or get whatever. No, I, I, I totally agree. I, I think, in all honesty, uh, if you want to meet somebody, male, whether you're male or female, go out and do your thing. Right. Whatever that thing is. Maybe it's uh, snowboarding. Uh, maybe it's uh, helping retarded kids. Uh, maybe it's your work. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's your education. Go out and do it. And do it and lead your life. And you're going to run into people that are not only attracted to what it is you're interested in because they're there as well, but they're attracted to someone who's interested in it too and it's not a, coming on to them. Yeah, who has a life too. Okay. Right. All right, Drew, uh, we'll be back with Nick Scotty uh, from The Young and the Restless and Kiss Me Guido. You want to sell the hell out of the next call, Drew? Uh, two words, genital awards. Oh, yes. Is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with your stool, too. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh-oh, gotta go. Loveline, I'll be right back. All right, well, after Lynette hears this podcast, I'm going to have to go online and go to the books. Ooh, yeah. Dot com. That's right. You may want to swing by as well. Holidays coming up. Beautiful, modern bouquets. Flowers cut the day you order them. That's did I, right. Did I say something bad about my wife? No. Okay. Don't be so pee-whipped. I'm just asking if I said something I should be sending flowers for. It's all I'm asking. No, we... Just be nice and send flowers. I, I think every... I, 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 I'm trying to think. What is depicted on television is the guy in his bathrobe watching the football game and the wife going, come on now, and he's smoking a cigar, and they're going, what time is it? But I think the reality is more the norm what we experience. I think so. Okay. All right. Why, look, why shouldn't it be? We're, we're the ones who have to go to work every day and catch flights and do all that kind of well, stuff. But you heard May, be on set. May's a, a head neck surgeon, a, a, a reconstructive surgeon. She's five minutes late. I'd love her. Anyway, thebooks.com. Um, they're all grown, mineral-rich soil right next to the equator. It's close to the sun, man. Makes better flowers on a volcano. And they have flat pricing. So this is what we're talking about. No upsells, no hidden costs. Always free shipping. So it's not that thing where you see the picture and you click on it and it says 19 bucks yeah. and it's 87 bucks. No, just flat pricing. What you see is what you get. That's what you get sent. So you go to the website. Not too early. Start thinking about Valentine's Day. 15% off your visit. 15% off nice. the visit. The Books. T-H-E-B-O-U-Q-S dot com. Use the promo code Drew Adam. Drew Adam. Deal expires January 27th. So the Books, it. good sponsor. Let's get on it. Coming to Podcast One this Thursday, The Chive, the podcast. This is really cool. If it's funny, it's hot, and it's trending, they're on it. Yes, sir! So tell all your friends, The Chive's coming to Podcast One. Well, at least the ones who like comedy, sports, and, and boobs. America loves what they love. The Chive, the podcast. Coming to Podcast One this Thursday. That's podcastone.com. He's over here. His phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4444.
55. And um, Nick, let's talk to you a little bit more. All right. It's probably a lot more experimenting with same sex, wild parties, and it, Studio uh, 54, orgies. What, what year were you? Uh, I want to get precise. Oh, there. I wasn't in the 70s. I'm too right. young for that. But what I'm year? In the 80s. You were in the 80s. Um, uh, how old are you now? 31. Oh, wow. He takes good care of himself. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Travis, 30. Yes. I'm, I'm calling uh, probably for Dr. Drew. Yeah, what's going on, Travis? Well, uh, back when I um, had my first girlfriend, I got genital warts from her. Right. And um, I had them cauterized. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, lately they've come back and I don't know if if it could be like from the same person or if maybe a, a different girl gave them to me. Uh, interesting question but typically they are a recurrence of what you had. They, they You can't cure genital warts. The virus is always there and the virus and the warts themselves typically come back. Well I had them, like I had it checked like five years after the cauterizing and they weren't they weren't apparent there. I understand they weren't apparent, but the virus is forever in your skin. And the carterizing is when they uh, get the uh, wood burner out and right. burn them out, right? right? That's right. Yeah. All right. That's a brutal modality. It uh, is. Yeah. Doctor, do you have a question? Uh, does, does genital warts different than warts you, you'd get on your yeah, hands? Yeah, they are a different virus typically. In, what's, in what way? Just different virus. The different, I mean, a different animal, quite right. literally causing it. And certain subtypes are the type that, when transmitted to women, increase the risk of cervical cancer. Not all of them, uh, but some do. And uh, you know way you can tell which subtype you have by routine testing. Uh, but so here, women yeah. that have the virus need to get pap smears at least every year, preferably every six months, depending on what the state of things are. And for men, it really doesn't mean anything, except that they are forever contagious with this virus. Forever. What forever. is... Uh, but, but this is an interesting question, in that he got it, uh, they lay dormant for many years. I understand year, the question, yeah. And then he was with someone else. And could they can be a new you set? Get, well, can you get another... Uh, yeah. First off... It tends Can you not get the same virus uh, twice and have it uh, go through uh, its 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 course again, or does it have to be a slightly different warts virus, or maybe the stimulation just uh, reenacted the old virus? My understanding is that they're similar enough that your immune system will keep off a reinfection or a new infection. So typically, you will just have the one you had. So you suspect that this was uh, the, the original. They awoke uh, the sleeping giant warts. Recurrence. Yeah, it's recurrence. <laughs> which they eventually they come back. Okay, uh, Mike, you're 21. You're on with Nick Scotty. And it's wait. Let me just say it's important to control them because they proliferate. They'll be more and more and more, and you're more contagious when there's more wart present. Now, how do they uh, how do they numb you when they uh, cauterize? A needle. Oh, really? Yeah. Right in the side. Uh, <laughs> right in the skin. You can you can pinch it up a little easier. And oh, you can. You mean just uh, grab a little? Yeah, because there's no way you're going to have a wood. <laughs> not not when the guy, doc pulls the needle out. Right. Uh, so you is it like Novocaine? Yep. And is the entire penis numb at that point? No. Which just part? The, the little spot. Just t- you just put a dab into that spot where the word is. Don't they have some sort of topical something? Yeah, there's can stuff they you can do. Can they rub a little yes, cocaine other, on yes, there or something? There are things you can do, but I imagine some of that's using electric cautery is using xylocaine. And there, is, are, there are different ways Is this thing it. essentially a uh, soldering iron? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, as I said, it's a pretty it, brutal it, way it, of doing it. Except for it, uh, when they bill you, it's uh, $7,000 no. for the instrument. Mm, yeah, right. Right, for the Essentially, it's, yeah. a, uh, it's a soldering iron that's been uh, dipped in alcohol. Yeah. Would it okay. be fair to say that if you aren't taking care of yourself and you're stressed out and you're drinking and not taking care of yourself, that these warts could occur 
No, it tends not to be like herpes. Herpes tends to do that. Okay. Warts, it's rather unpredictable. And it usually lays dormant for long, long periods of time. God so, knows yeah. what herpes. was floating around herpes uh, can Europe come on, and uh, yeah. Asia when you're over there. Herpes comes on for anything. Herpes, you, what yeah. are you implying? <laughs> Just saying, you know, I mean, uh, uh, w- you got to pay the piper once in a while. M- meanwhile, I was, be... I, I was cleaning carpets, but I wasn't getting warts. No. Uh, you that were uh, doing blow off uh, model's asses in there, and I'm saying it comes with the territory. Uh-huh. Mike, you're 21. Gentlemen. Hey. Hi, Mike. How are you all doing this evening? Good. I called, well, first of all, to say Adam and Drew, I admire... You coming in every night and helping the Gen Xers and teeny boppers with all of their problems. I just, I, I couldn't do it every evening. Uh, you could if they paid you enough. Well, maybe. But, Adam, mm. I am a graduate of a community college. Oh, no. And, uh, I'm amazed you can use the phone. And listen, every evening, I've, I've listened for about six months every night now, and I am just sick of hearing you rip on community college students. Well, I need, uh, I would, I would lo- love to debate somebody who was eloquent enough uh, to go at he me could, on this Mike topic, could. but I can't find anyone. I know people have studied junior college from afar who can talk about <laughs> Give it. Give it to him, Mike. I go am, ahead, Mike. I am a graduate of a community college. I spent two years as the president of our student government. I graduated with a 3-3 GPA. I spent a year as president of the National Community College. Hey, you don't think a 3-3 makes a 6, do you? No. Okay, because there's a lot of guys well, in junior college. Well, 3 makes 6, but 3-3 three, three is a pretty good GPA. Uh-huh. And what kind of uh, student government did they run over there? Well, we uh, dealt, we uh, gave $10,000 a year in child care grants. Okay. We uh, improved the campus recycling policy. All right. We, uh, These are all things you're going to need to know in, uh, in life. And we're all part of a, you know, a little 3 point $2 billion increase in federal financial aid. Oh, that's right. More of our hard-earned tax money uh, going so you can going play a hacky sack and get stoned at the uh, right snack here. shack. All right, Mike, what did you major in? Uh, organizational communication. Okay. And what are you doing now? I'm actually a university uh, student. I've moved on to a university. Okay. And I'm finishing my bachelor's degree. Hey, Mike, here's something I've noticed. About Once it. in a while, someone gets out. It's, well, it's me, like the there, camps. There, there's like two, there are like two populations of junior colleges. One is they're the Adam Corollas, and, and then and then there are the Mikes. And the Mikes, interestingly, what I've observed, tend to be so appreciative of their education because the reason they're going to JC is usually money issues and time issues, or they have they have to work or take care of a sick parent. It's amazing things. And they're so appreciative of their education, they, they're the ones that tend to go on and get multiple higher degrees. All right, they're scared to get out in the real world. Is the, it? the vast majority of the National Community College student government population is adult returning student with families right. and children who don't have any other options. Right, right. Well, these, this is the student government, you're saying. No, I'm saying people. The population of junior the college. Junior uh, I don't know. I, I went to the uh, L.A. Valley Junior College. I didn't find any of those. And, junior, and Mike, from an L.A. Valley community hey, college. Mike, and junior colleges are different, very different on the East Coast than west of the Mississippi. Well, I'm... Very different. I'm from Oregon. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, we, and we sort of have a different mentality here, maybe. Okay. But. All right, Mike, uh, you're excused. Okay. <laughs> He's satisfied. All right, well, this as long as he feels good. You didn't go to junior college, did I you, didn't Nick? I didn't even go to high school, so. <clears throat> oh, that's right. And look at you. What do you need? You don't need education. Nope. You got looks. <laughs> Drew, you could have fallen back on your looks. Talking, talking to Nick tonight is very cathartic for you, isn't it? It really is. I mean, he's, he's acting. All of his uh, emotions are on his sleeve. I'll tell you what they are. All right, come yeah. on. Tell all me. right, when oh, we get back, I can see it. Yeah, it's obvious. All right, okay. you, uh, you kill me softly when we get right. back. I'm starting to itch. I'll be right back. Doctor Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises. 
Fine, with uh, model, actor, musician, and uh, lover of man. And I don't mean, you know, man, I mean mankind. Uh, Nick Scotty is here from The Young and the Restless. Also has a movie called Kiss Me Guido that's uh, out at the end of the week. I'm guessing that would be on Friday. That is Dr. Drew. I'm Adam Carolla, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline. All right, Loveline. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, that dog, the Nora Dunn and Kay's Choice, will be in here on uh, Wednesday. Now, uh, and there will be no squirrel nut zippers. Drew, put the kibosh on it. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Nick Scotty is here from The Young and the Restless and uh, many other endeavors. And uh, Now, when we left off, Drew had some uh, trumped-up yeah, you, you idea were, uh, about uh, I, I, me and Nick. I, I lost my train of thought a little bit. Well, but. but let's not forget to get back to uh, what Nick was saying during the uh, what we were talking about during the commercial as well. Yeah, too bad we can't leave the mics on during the commercials. Well, we could. It's just uh, it wouldn't work. We could, uh, but we can't. Okay. Right. What do you want? We're talking about relationships and about why people. I was trying to. I was asking you. I was asking you, Adam, for help uh, on trying to get my message across about why people are trying so hard. Uh, life is a reparative process, trying to repair damage that people feel they suffer, not even consciously, in their primary relationships. To and, which, to which you answered, uh, "Hey, what's this say on your bio, Nick?" And Nick said, "I can help you." Right. Yeah. Well, Nick. Yeah. Uh, Nick has some insight. To Nick this, was listening so. to me when I asked him. Yeah, I know. We're actually confused when Nick offered help. We're, we're not used to modeling, uh, to models jumping in and uh, helping out with these uh, difficult psychological problems. But Nick well, has a depth stereotyping. that... stereotyping. Uh, That's a whole other issue and compartmentalizing. We're right. not going to get into that. Okay. Well, Nick, what is your take on uh, what Drew just said? Well, uh, I agree with what he says. I, I have a lot of friends and I know even family members that seem to be uh, getting into relationships and repeating the same uh, same type of relationships, and then breaking up with the person and saying, "Why? Why do I keep going through this? Why am I, you know? Why do I put up with this? And, you know, I just I want to be at peace, or I want to meet someone nice." But you hear them say those words, but the warning signs are obvious at the beginning. Why don't they? Why don't people see? The reality. The reality. Yeah. They don't, they're seeing what they want to see. Right. right. Well, this is what I call attraction. People say... No. No, wait a minute. Don't give me a hard time. Uh, shut his mic off. No, don't right. shut it. <laughs> there's sexual attraction, there's physical attraction, and then there's a certain other kind of attraction that nobody talks about. Right. Is it an attraction of... What is that attraction? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Well, that's, that's what it that's is. That's what I'm asking. All right. All right. No, no, listen. Yeah, that, that, that don't of... get short with me, Nick. We're on this. Hey, hey, Paisan. Hey, yo. Come on, Paisan. I'm very passionate. <laughs> That's what I mean. Well, Nick stole all my passion. When we went to the happened. break, I was going to tell you that Adam uh, hate loves you. Uh, he, he, he hates what you have, and he's making fun of it because he wishes he had it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I already analyzed that. I, yeah, it was I, pretty I obvious, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, don't let the uh, modeling and the lack of formal education fool you. And Nick has been around the block a few times. No, you, you're like, and you're, then you're, some. you're envious. Envy is a very, that's a bad well, one. Let's talk about envy. Well, who wouldn't be envious of Nick? He's, uh, he's having to uh, shoo Madonna away from his genitalia. Come on, how many but guys? Oh, a nice guy. You're, you're, uh, you're. That, that pisses you're, me off even more. Yes. I know. You're, you're quite That's a package, Nick. Uh, you're, you're, Aren't you're, I you're nice? very friendly. You're a jovial <laughs> guy. You're an intelligent guy. Uh, you're a good-looking you. guy. You make a bunch of money. You're, yeah. you're an actor. You're a musician. Right. You're a Renaissance <clears throat> man in the true sense of the word. Hello. And you need to be killed. 
<laughs> we need to extract sperm from you and then kill you. <laughs> but uh, what I was talking about with the attraction is, and we've talked about this a bunch of times, people can't put their finger on attraction. Now, there's just pure physical attraction, and that's fine. But once you get past that, people are attracted mm -hmm. to each other. And for oftentimes, I mean, we talk to people all night long. Uh, the boyfriend has beaten them for the fifth time. Uh, they've not, uh, they had a kid three years ago. He hasn't even visited the kid. I right. still love him. Mm -hmm. I still love him. What is, why yeah. would you love a guy who's physically abusive, verbally abusive, yeah. doesn't support you in any way, is having sex uh, with your sister and her friend at the same time? Why do you love this person? Well, it defies logic. And the reason it defies logic is because it has nothing to do with logic. It has everything to do with what got programmed into you at an early age. And here's uh, all sanity is, uh, kiddies. It is taking what was dumped on you early on in life, and instead of making that uh, your your badge that you towed around uh, for the rest of your life, getting some insight, getting uh, out from underneath it, and freeing yourself up to live the life that you would have led had you not had all this junk dropped on you. Or, or at least uh, uh, not being a slave to all that acting out. Right. Mm -hmm. Just and, even a little bit of the distance from that. Well, I also think, I mean, myself growing up, I feel like I've reprogrammed myself and dissected myself and spent a lot of time alone. And uh, I think that that's not such a bad idea. I think, re think staying away from relationships, if you're having a hard time Absolutely. with them, is probably the best thing yep. anyone could do. Absolutely. It's the hardest thing, but it's the best right. thing. Right, and people's uh, impulse is the more screwed up they are, the faster they want to jump back into something that's course. unhealthy because it's the only time they know they're alive is when they're dodging well, a, a plate that's being thrown at them. But it's also a way of trying to make yourself feel better. Right. Right. And trying it's not to any, heal those ills. It's not any different than really than being addicted to drugs. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's exactly the same reason people do drugs. They're mm -hmm. trying to escape their affect. Mm -hmm. All right. and, and, and don't our, get too tight here, guys, because there's no way I'm getting on the young and the restless. <laughs> <laughs> if Nick jumps uh, ship, I'm screwed. I'll be, uh, more coffee, Adam. Uh, okay, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yes, it is, uh, it is a substitute, and everybody has their own poison. Uh, some it's booze, uh, some it's coke, and uh, others it's relationships. But either way, they're trying to avoid something or, uh, or um, master something that they weren't able to master. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Terry, you're 37. Yeah, um, I got a problem. Um, I'm seeing the married man, and we're having an affair, and he has a call me or nothing. He's married. And he used to call me every night when I get home from work. But now I'm laid off. He hasn't called for two weeks. The last time I heard from him was Monday. Uh, what did I do? Just forget about him or what? Where are you calling from, Terry? Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, people don't realize so Florida is the South. Oh, yeah. But he's still working. And he, and he told me he was working two jobs that he had had time to call me. <coughs> mm-hmm. Uh, hey, what you I do? something up there, Terry? Uh, Terry, uh, where'd you meet this guy? At work. Of course. <laughs> Where are you guys uh, working? I uh, work at a packing house. Are you in a relationship? Uh, see, he's a married man, and he don't want... You, are no you married? ...no attached, you know? He just wants to... But are you, you in know. a relationship? Huh? Are you in a relationship? And he thinks I'm getting serious with him. Well, you are, Terry, because he hasn't called you in five days and you're freaking out. Uh, they got a lot of uh, loud machinery over at the packing house, Terry? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet they do. <laughs> uh, I'll translate. Nick, what would you want to ask her? Uh, 
I'll I, ask for you. Go ahead. Uh, are you in a relationship? Okay. Terry. Yeah. Are you in a relationship other than this one? Uh, no. No. Uh, Nick? Any? Uh, no, Nick, she said no. All right, Suzanne Vega was in here, Nick, and we did uh, we did uh, Mel's Diner. Wait a minute, Bob, Tom Steiner. All right, already. Please, I have a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Suzanne Vega was uh, kind enough to do an a cappella uh, version of Tom Steiner here, and I accompanied her with the doot doot doodos. And is that what that is? Yeah. yeah, that's what that was, except for engineer Mike uh, cut out Suzanne, so I just look like an a hole sitting here repeating the doot doot doodoo. Right. What kind of music do you do? I know you do music. And you're, yeah, he's really married. I know he's married and got a son. Terry, let me, uh, <laughs> let me explain a couple of things. First off, when a guy who has a mistress uh -huh. um, gets involved with the mistress and dumps his wife, yeah. uh, that leaves an opening in the relationship. For another, for another mistress. Absolutely. So that's a, a number one, what's going to go on, Terry. But number guys, two, guys don't drop their wives. They don't do that. <laughs> Terry, what happened to you? What, what's wrong with you that you think it would be okay to hook up with a married guy and you'd spend, uh, you know, uh, these uh, precious years you have chasing around a guy who's unavailable? What's up with you? I don't know. Where's your dad? Huh? Where's your daddy? My dad, he's in Ohio. Uh-huh. Is, is, was he good to you? Um, I, I know... My mom and him got a divorce when I was two years old. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you ever been married? Who, my dad? Have you ever been married? One time, that was all. The guy was a little abusive? No, he, we just didn't get along. Because mm -hmm. he, 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 he wasn't abusive. Yeah, what'd he do to you? Uh, he, he just wanted his papers, and that's all. He was a Spanish guy. He was also oh, oh, unavailable. You just, you just got married uh, so you could keep him in the country. And that, that he, but he didn't get his papers. Uh -huh. did, did you know that's why he was marrying you? No. No. I so, thought he was marrying me for love. So another another emotionally unavailable male. Do you, yeah. Terry? Yeah. Do you um, you have any kids? Yeah, I got three, but they're oh, grown up. My God, they're grown up already. I got a nineteen-year-old daughter and a twenty-one-year-old son. Hey, you know it's uh, amazing. Uh, you you see them once; uh, they're just little babies. You turn your head, and they're all grown up. Yep. Twenty-one. She had him when she was sixteen. What and is the uh, What are the kids doing? Are they incarcerated? No, my son. He he does roofing. Oh, he does. Yeah. He's all right. He's paying taxes. Uh, he he just started work last Thursday. What what happened? He was in a little trouble before then. Uh, see, he's got fines. He's got to pay. He's got three tickets. Oh, okay, and um, so that's why he's going to work. Yeah, uh, he's got to work, pay his tickets. Terry, oh. Terry, Terry, does yeah. your does your children know that you were seeing this married man? Yeah, my oldest son, he knows I seen this married man. I was going to cut him a deal on the roof <laughs> until now. All right, Terry. Yeah. And listen. And it, but this guy tells me he cares about me. Terry, Terry. He cares about one thing. Terry, here's what you need to do. You need to stop talking and stop listening to other people talking and just drink in a little knowledge for one moment. A little reality. This guy is saying one thing, but he's doing something else. 
And the bottom line in life is, is that actions speak much louder than words. Ultimately, you can say whatever you want to say. And, of course, a guy who's cheating on his wife is going to have a pretty good rap because he's a cheater. But you can't listen to him. You gave him a chance. Uh, he didn't come through. Now it's time to have a little simple dignity, Terry, and move on with your life. Believe me, I know um, you've been hurt. I know you've... He'll get through it. Uh, what can they? They can't harm him. They can certainly uh, screw around with this relationship, but they already are broken up. Right. Uh, so there's not a lot they can do to harm him. They can certainly humiliate him, and he will get through. Did that. he say they're already broken up? Yeah, he said it's not really my girlfriend anymore. I think he's Greg. No, no, I'm sorry. It's uh, the other Greg above that. Oh, for Christ's sake! We got two Gregs. Hey, Greg. Yeah. Are you guys broken up? Yeah. Well, hey, you're broken up, and how long have you been broken up? About two months. Gotta listen, Adam. I, I thought she, I don't know. Okay, you're right. Well, why do they, I, I don't know. I mean, why do you have to relive this? Why do the parents make such a big deal about it? Why don't they just deal with their daughter? Well, the guy's already out of their life. I think it's because of the stuff that was said in the letter. What, is there something specific? I mean, something that you think specifically they're, they're taking issue with? Uh, no. Because, like, she did, some, she did some bad stuff in the past, and then, like, I think they didn't trust her then, and then this just proved it that they couldn't trust her at all. Well, they, they, they shouldn't what, be blaming you for but the Greg, whole thing. Greg, Greg, yeah. what did you say in the letter? Did you say anything about uh, oral sex? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? You uh -huh. started with that? Uh, what about the butt love? No, no, no. No, you stayed away from that? Staying away from the animal. How about just uh, regular uh, straight intercourse? Oh, yeah. Talked a lot about that? Yeah. Talked about the things you are going to do to her? Uh-huh. And some of the things you had done to her? Yeah, but we never had sex. We never went all the way. Right. All right. This is even worse, though. This uh, graphic uh, description of uh, what you, uh, your, your son's probing. Oh. Oh, Drew. Drew, could you imagine little Paulina? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh so you bring Drew's daughter into the mix, and uh, that's it. Oh. All right. Uh, I don't know. You've been broken up for two months. I don't know. Have your parents tell their parents, uh, listen, I don't want to offend you, but it's been two months. We're broken up. We'll deal with him. You deal. We'll with deal her. with him. Uh, you deal with her. Just keep them apart, and that's that. Broken up for two months. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lifetime when you're 15. All right. Uh, thank God I uh, was and still am illiterate. <laughs> Never wrote anything down. Lamont Bentley from uh, Moesha will be in here in a minute. Loveline will be right back. Line, I'll be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Brand new this week at PodcastOne.com, P.O.'d with Dennis Miller and Adam Carolla. Awesome! The king of all podcasts, Adam Carolla, joins forces with iconoclastic comic legend Dennis Miller. If you're asking me whose voice most closely mirrors what's in my head, it's this guy. Great guests, great topics, and new listeners always welcome. So get PO'd now. I mean, download the show now. Always available 24-7 at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. is love line phone number 1-800-LOVE-191 fax number 310-854-4455 i'm adam carolla that is uh, the good doctor dr drew board certified physician dixon medicine specialist and here is uh one of our favorite guests lamont bentley from moesha 
Hi, Lamont. <laughs> what's up? How y'all doing, Adam? Dr. Drew, what's up? Lamont? Good. We're uh, glad to have you. Moesha in its uh, third season right, with the right. uh, the lovely singing sensation Brandy. Right. right and right. Uh, no, no signs of uh, slowing down. Is the show going great? Uh, yeah, absolutely. The show's going great. Like you said, it's our third season, no doubt. Um, the show's definitely prospering. And... Uh, all right, let's talk about, uh, and let, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. But, okay. you know, Moesha's Moesha. Right. You do that uh, Tuesday nights at uh, 8 o'clock on UPN, and right. Um, right. that's that. All right, now we can talk about uh, movie projects or uh, rap projects or whatever it is you want to talk right. about. All right, what's up, Uprise? Uprise, Unify Professional Style. That's my crew, that's my group, Uprise. All right, what's Unify Professional Style? <laughs> we're, we're both white. All right, unified professional style. Okay, first of all, the word unified, <clears throat> that means as one, mm -hmm. right? And that's us. We're, first of all, the whole crew uprise, we're all unified as one. And then we're all professionals. Right. So how you spell uprise? U-P-R-I-S-E. So the U-P in uprise stands for unified professionals, and the rise means unified professionals rise. Unified right. professionals rise. How many of their, uh, there's L.A. Unified, but there's no unification. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone is one at L.A. Unified. But um, how many How many in Uprise? Uh, it's my boy D-Town, my, my right-hand man Typhoon, my boy Sneak Attack, my boy uh, Shady Shay, and, uh, and, uh... Scooby-Doo? No. no. My boy Cash and my boy Lil Mo. Uh, and, uh, I, just, I just lost count right now because it's, it's a lot. Well, how many of them uh, are you? Uh, it's about seven to eight of us. And who's the... But you're the lead guy, right? Because you got the TV well, me, show. Me and Typhoon. Me and Typhoon. But yeah, uh, basically, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I kind of um, hold the backbone as like a leader. And, type, you know what, and what are you? Are you looking for a record deal? Well, yeah, no doubt. We're going to get a record deal. We are going to get it. But me and Typhoon, you know what I'm saying? We, we like... We're like the, the two people that w that are actually like running the whole thing. Even back last year when we talked about it, when we were down with Coolio and all that old stuff, it was me and Typhoon back then. So it's still me and Typhoon featuring the other guys I named, like Lil Mo, D Town, right. and Shane You got a studio that. or anything like that? Yeah, no doubt. We, you know what I'm saying? We, 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 we working on some stuff right now. You know, we, we working on some stuff. So when we bring the stuff to like labels, they can give us a record deal. Now, do you play any instruments? Nah, I you don't to. have to play an instrument. No. You got a TV show and you rap. <laughs> but how do you write a rap song? Uh, I mean, I know it sounds like a stupid question, but I mean, do you start doing the rhyme and then do the... Uh, it depends. Different methods. Then put the music in behind it, or you just listen to some music for a while? Or are you guys going to sample a bunch of stuff? Well, it, it's different methods. You know, we got these guys, you know what I'm saying, that we're working with right now, a couple of guys, different, different people. You know, they give us the beat. Then we sit down and we try to, you know, contemplate, co try to come up with a subject on the rhyme, you know, and then we just write. Now, later on, that's just for our demo right now. But later on, when we get a deal, we want to learn how to, you know what I'm saying, put beats together ourselves. You, or if not, have a beat in our head and, and tell producers how to put it down. And don't you wish you had the zest for life that Lamont has? Look at him. Be He's so happy to be alive. I hate that. We're pathetic. Look at him. He's just enjoying. We're, we're pathetic. Yeah. Drew and I are just sitting here waiting to die. <laughs> Lamont is over here. He must here. be younger. Lamont, like, it's like a, a, a male douche commercial <laughs> going on over here. Is there male douche? Because Lamont could be the spokesman. Well, you know I'm hype. You know I'm hype. He's, he's, I love y'all. He's young. He's he's happy to be alive. He's got a he's got a ton of money and uh, cornrows going. His teeth are straight. He's got a thousand dollar watch on his hand, a gold chain. He's, he's when he's not rapping, he's oh, uh, having man. sex with beautiful women. <laughs> 
I know. I know the life. How, how old are you, Lamont? Oh, man. I'm 23. All right. Let's, uh, let's play this game. What were we doing when we were Lamont's age? Uh, mm. This is going to really make you feel good, Lamont. I... Lamont is 23. Drew, uh... you want to turn back the clock? Uh, no. Was that the year you contemplated suicide? <laughs> uh, well, what uh, what were you doing at 23, Drew? Uh, hospital rotation. Living in the hospital, basically. Lit. 16-hour days. Right. Every third night call. Getting yelled at by some uh, Spring, oh, yeah, just, uh, fat uh, supervisor. Uh, yeah, other residents. All right, no sex life. Uh, any money? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was paying for the privilege. Uh, what were you driving? Like an Impala uh, wagon or something? Yeah, I can't remember. All right. Johnson uh, B210. I was driving a uh, 78 Mazda pickup truck with the cranks broken off the windows. So the windows were half open constantly. Oh. It uh, had been stained by a couple construction buddies. They took actually uh, like walnut <laughs> or mahogany stain and actually stained my truck with a rag. So it had this uh, haze over it. And uh, it oftentimes was dragging a bent aluminum level off a 10-foot piece of cord that they tied to uh, the trailer uh, oh. hitch on the thing. I lived in a one-bedroom apartment with uh, three guys in North Hollywood on Laurel Canyon, the busiest thoroughfare uh, in, in uh, North Hollywood, with uh, no air conditioning. I had uh, no girlfriend. I was making uh, nine bucks an hour with no medical or dental. Mm. All right, so now you're really happy, aren't you? Well, you know. Now we're all depressed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get some calls. All right, uh, Lamont, you know how it goes, right? Right, right, right. right. Hey, uh, Gina. Uh -huh. You're on with Lamont Bentley from Moesha. Hi. Hey, how you doing? All right, and you? Right. I'm good, I'm good. Um, I have this problem. Okay, I just finished um, my LVN program at uh -huh. a trade school, and the way I was taught, I mean, everyone's contagious. Mm -hmm. and Universal precautions. Yeah, and LVN, is that the nurse thing? Yeah, yeah licensed vocational nurse. The vocational nurse. Mm -hmm. And I've been seeing this guy for about six years, and I'm really scared to, you know, lose my virginity to him. How long have you been with him? Six years. Six yeah. years? <laughs> been, all right, you're 18? Yeah. You've been with someone since you were 12? Yeah. Can imagine uh, I, I wasn't with my parents since I was uh, twelve. I, I can't imagine being with someone since you were twelve. Yeah, it yeah. says something. You you met this guy in the uh, fourth grade, <laughs> seventh grade. I was I was in eighth. Eighth grade. You guys were dating. Yeah, I mean, what's there to do at twelve? <laughs> I mean, we started out as really good friends, and it just built up into. All right, that's fine. Uh, if you're not ready to have sex, don't have sex. I mean, I want to. It's just. The way, and I mean, in school, they, I mean... Well, I take you take, well, you take universal precautions when you're dealing with patients, right? Yeah. Well, but practice, really practice safe sex with your partner. Well, I, I, I the know. same idea. Is this guy your age, did you say? Huh? Is he your age? Yeah. Oh, yeah. this guy deserves uh, the Congressional Medal of Valor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> six years with the same woman. Well, he respects me not wanting to, because he knows why I don't want to, because since I've started school, I mean, he's wanted to, but I kept telling him... That I'm not. I, I, I'm uh, has he has he ever had sex with anyone else? Yeah, but this was uh, he cheated on me once. Oh, uh, how old how old was he then? He was I think sixteen. If you're so, why don't you both go in and get screened and make sure? Well, what's she got to be screened for? Because he could have given her something. All right, we'll get him screened and then uh, and then practice safe sex and then don't worry about it. If you're if you're they still have a, discounts for virgins. If you, you just <laughs> walk in and they go, all right, get out of here. If you are obsessively preoccupied anyway. And you're really not ready to have sex, and it has nothing to do with your preoccupation. Well, because I'm planning to go back to school and all, and 
I don't want to lose him over this, you know, because... Well, but you're not ready to have sex, and that's the way it goes. Who do you cheat with, your friend? Uh, no. All right. Are you scared he's going to cheat again? Yeah, you can say that. That's kind of the underlying uh, theme here. Yeah. I just don't want to lose him over that. I mean, I love him a lot, and I want to be close no, to him. No, you don't. You don't want to have sex with him, though. Oh. You don't. <laughs> wait, but wait a minute. Is it just the medical thing? Is it just the... Uh, that's all I, she's aware of. That's what's... Got, that's Proliferation of disease? Is right. that yeah. all you're talking about here? That's what's, got, that's what's got me scared about... Are you sure you're not just using that as an excuse no, because you're scared? No. <laughs> of course she is. Of course she is. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No. Please. Uh, be sane here, <laughs> Gina. If we're realistic, we could, but it's totally unrealistic. Yeah, you put a condom on. Uh, get him screened. Dip his, uh, get him screened. Uh, dip the Pepe in rubbing alcohol and go to town. It's unrealistic, Gina. It is not. You're not a fear based in reality. Yeah. Everybody, everybody is potentially contagious with infectious diseases because you don't know everything there is to know about every patient you come in contact with. It's impossible. But you've known this guy for six years. You know everything there is to know. You couldn't possibly know more about the person. There couldn't be much of a lower-risk situation. And you're going to get him screened. There's also another thing. I live in San Diego. He lives in L.A. And what what does that have to do with this? I'm I'm not sure if he lied to me. I'm not sure, you know, if he's been with anybody else. Yeah, this is, well, we shouldn't be talking about this. This is way more than just this problem. Uh, absolutely. Uh, she starts off by saying, I'm a nurse. I've read a textbook. I'm scared to get a disease from my boyfriend. Now it's going into, well, he cheated one time. Uh, we don't live in the same town. Uh, I'm scared he may be cheating again. Blah, blah, blah. Like a soap. Uh-oh. Drew's getting out the wallet. Hold on a second. Uh, Hold on a second, Gina. Uh, Lamont, you got a wallet or uh, uh, what do you got? Like a I, I purse keep my money or something? In my pocket. All right, well, get it out, would you? What's going down? Can you get a dollar out? Yeah, okay. We're gambling. All right. All right. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. What? Well, uh, I'm having a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly are. Where's all your money, Rap Star? How's that rapping going? Wait a minute, here we go, here we go. <laughs> oh, you know it's going good. He's he's pulling out change. All right, we'll take the change. We're not too proud. Uh, <laughs> well, it's about 70 cents there. And uh, soiled condom. All right, uh, Drew, you want to gamble on this call, do you not? Yeah. yeah. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're running late for break. Uh, Lamont, you got to run out the car and get about another 22 cents. Okay, no problem. Uh, okay. Uh, Drew, you can hang here and watch the money. I'm going to go number one. And when we come back, uh, we'll finish the gambling on Gina. When you're ready to buy a car, you got to go True Car because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Everyday True Car users receive negotiation free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. Dr. Drew? First, download the True Car mobile app or go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes. And third, third it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states with True Car. You can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Uh, 
All right, it is uh, Loveline. Everyone, uh, feel free to uh, enter the studio, sit down, and begin doing a radio show. Phone number 1 800 LVE 191, fax number 310 854. 4455. Our guest tonight is uh, Lamont Bentley. Lamont's a friend of ours from Moesha, which you can find uh, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. on UPN. And uh, later on, uh, wait a minute, no one tomorrow night. But uh, next week, oh, we have uh, the love of Drew's uh, adult life, Kristen Johnson from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Then uh, the Motley Crew guys will be in here, and then uh, Rick Okasik, who... I've never met. I haven't really seen him do really any interviews or anything in the last uh, five years or so, and uh, wouldn't mind talking to him. Lamont is uh, back. Yeah. Lamont has uh, brought some candy. Lamont, uh, did you find any more change out there? Um, you know what? I did. Did I you? I got to bring it, okay. man. Okay. Well, we're going to put the Starburst there. I got your back. You got, got about got 22 back. cents worth of Starburst here for putting it in the thing. <laughs> I'll let you keep the purple one in case okay. you lose. Okay. All right. Here's the situation. And then we'll talk about uh, Buffalo Soldiers after okay. this. Uh, right. Gina's 18. Gina was with a guy since she was 12. Uh, the guy is her age. Mm. The guy cheated on her once when she was 16. I think she sort of suspects he's going to cheat again. She has uh, got herself into a nursing program and is now uh, says she's a little paranoid of germs from what she's learned from the nursing program. But we think it's a, a thinly veiled excuse uh, because she's not ready for sex. This guy's pressing her for sex, and she thinks he's going to cheat again if he's not, not already cheating. Drew, you wanted to gamble on this. Yeah, call. yeah. Why? Um, you know, the, she is so preoccupied and frightened of intimacy mm. that clearly there's some issues there that she's chose nursing for a career and that's often people with sort of codependency type issues do that she's done it by the time she's 18 very compulsive and uh, perfectionistic that sort of thing there's something is up okay something is up. so what we're going to cool. do now lamont okay is we're going to gamble on her past not her present not what's going on now we know that what her family was like because uh, as we uh, learn on this show on a nightly basis, the environment you grew up in right. molds uh, the person that you are. Right, right. Especially uh, when you're 18 or so. Sometimes you break the mold later on, you get a little therapy, you work a few issues <laughs> out. Okay. You come to grips uh, with uh, Big Uncle Lou and his roving hands. Right, right. But usually at age 18, you're pretty much what Which was created. Right, right, right. When you were uh, at home. Okay. Uh, all right, so... Um, Drew, would you like to start? You have some strong feelings here. Uh, either she came from a very tightly enmeshed, angry family system, something where you know she was not allowed to, to be out of out of the midst of this family one molecule, uh -huh. and she never had a chance to establish herself, or some kind of. The other thing I think is some kind of like really abusive thing, where both parents died. Uh, wait, no, like both parents died or something, where she really had had a major loss along the way. Okay, we're not. Uh, so do I? I'll pick. I'll pick the first true. one. <laughs> when you go to Vegas and you go to the roulette wheel, red, you don't go. White, I'll red, take black, a red or white. You, right, you I'll pick the first one. Well, you I go with the first. Very angry. I, 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 go ahead, Lamont. I, I, I say. And, and by the way, she may perceive it as the perfect family. Go ahead, Lamont. I, I, I say straight up, honestly. No offense. Or what's her name again, Gina? Yes, Gina. No offense. I think. That she could be creating something, you know, just... You know, what was her family like? Well, how did she grow up? What well, kind of I, circumstances? I, well, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, All right, I, we'll I, give you a multiple choice Well, I, I feel maybe, maybe, maybe it's possible that her father wasn't there. Okay. Maybe she didn't have a father. That's good. All right, good call. So she's taking it out on the boyfriend. Broken up family. Yeah. Dad uh, left early. Okay. I am going to go with um, a... Uh, 
a religious through line here. Oh, maybe be. some uh, Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And a mother who's a little too religious, maybe even a little superstitious, scaring her daughter about sex some and other things. Some of the same stuff uh, that I'm into here, though. So, all right, let's, let's see what she says. That's what Good. I'm going with. All right, uh, Gina. Hi. All right, let's talk about the family here. Okay. Uh, where's Dad? Is he still around? Yeah. Okay, Lamont, you lost some Starbursts and uh, 72 <laughs> cents. See, that's cold, Gene. That's cold. <laughs> Get one of your homies to make a liquor store run. <laughs> All right, uh, what else? Where's Mom? She's here. Uh-huh, and what kind of lady is she? They're not religious. I heard you get there. Uh, We're not a religious kind of family. But you're very, very involved, huh? They're well, very, they're very involved in your life. My right, mom, don't lead. She's always told me about STDs. I mean, she constantly, you know, oh, AIDS is AIDS is an important. You know, she'll say that. How old were you when you started ballet lessons? <laughs> I haven't had ballet oh. since I was five. Oh, Drew, Ooh, the man, Drew. Hmm. <laughs> Starburst, uh, <laughs> box change, she's got it all. Oh, look at that. Oh, come on, you're Fenium. That's, uh, that's no affirmative action on this show, oh, Drew. You keep the Starburst. Starburst, Drew, cool. That's cool. <laughs> all right, give him on. A, all right, he took one, he's giving one back. I'm going to take one, too. You don't all, right. all right, that's fair. All right, can I have my dollar back, Drew? <laughs> See, no. Gina, you could have lied for me. All right, wait, I went the green one. All right, so, Gina, mm -hmm. um, uh, what? did you ever have an eating disorder? No. Most, a uh, lot of ballerinas uh, had that problem. No. So your mom is uh, over-involved over with your life. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, she lets me do my own thing. Nah. I mean, I mean, she doesn't, I have, I don't have a curfew. I mean, I come home when I want. You're I, 18? Huh? You're 18? Yeah. Uh-huh. And what else? I mean, she'll tell me to watch out, and you know, to watch out what I do and stuff. And it's just like, I have, I was like... She doesn't encourage you to branch out as a separate and independent person, does she? Not really. Not at all, in fact, huh? No. And right. she's not... She wants, you, she wants you under her wing constantly, so she's afraid and anxious that something's going to happen to you, right? Well, see, because um, I have two half-sisters and a half-brother. My half-brother had died in uh, 93. Uh, I should have come up with that one. Uh, that would have been a good one. And then I just lost my, my grandfather. But the point is, she is so anxious and so fearful that the, the big bad world's going to get you that she has to crawl under your skin and be there every second and doesn't allow you to become a separate person. Drew, I'm taking a quarter, by the way, for saying Mom was sort of superstitious and uh, scared her. Okay. Yeah. All right. You have 50 cents. You have 50 cents? Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. All right. So, did we help her? No, not really. But uh, Drew made a buck fifty. Lamont got a Starburst back, and I got laundry money. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact is that she needs. We're trying to help her understand it. Well, yeah, we, yeah. we helped her in the sense we told her that these are unrealistic fears, and we also helped to try to get her to understand that where, where these things are coming from. The right. fear is about doing something independent of her mother. All right. So drop the whole um, germs thing. It's uh, you know. I think, I think they, uh, is your, is your, so you say your family's well, not religious? Forget. She's They're not. Forget? I'm getting rid of her. We're okay, moving on. Okay. Unless you have something good to say. No, bye, Gina, and, and, and watch <laughs> Moesha. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um, Buffalo, Buffalo Soldiers. Oh, yeah. When's that coming out? That'll uh, be out on in December on TNT. And that's uh, Danny Glover. Danny Glover's a star. Michael T. Williamson, Glenn Turman. Then what's the story? Um... The story is about the Buffalo Soldiers. About a, it's a true story about a cavalry. Right, a black, a, it's a black, black cavalry, right, right? Right, 
And it's a true story about the 1800s. It exists in the 1800s. It's about conquering the United States, how we killed off the Indians and so forth to conquer certain parts in the West, like like Colorado and Ark uh, Arizona. And so it was like an all-black uh, brigade that went out. I I'm right. guessing uh, Danny Glover wasn't right. the cook, but he's probably... <laughs> He's not cooking. He played Wyatt Washington. He was a big rider. Big big man got his crew together. Now, did you guys kick some Indian ass, or were you sympathetic no to the doubt. plight of the red man because of the way the black man had been repressed? Well, you know what I'm saying? This was our way of getting <laughs> That's uh, all right. We, we were angry, like, well, you know, we got to get out of this. You know what I'm right. saying? So we, you know, we took it out on the Indian. Took it out on the Indian. Right. And were you guys uh, real effective in uh, stomping Indian ass? No doubt. We riding horses. Um, we we're, we're, we got big rifles. We're killing. Where'd you film it? We filmed that in Arizona, in the desert, in the actual stomping grounds of the original war that took place in the 1800s. Well, in Arizona. Now, yeah. those are pretty peaceful Indians, weren't they? In well, you got the people coming from Texas. Oh, I you got see. people coming from Mexico. You got people coming from Colorado. Wow. It's like that, that whole area. And traveling on a horse 40 days and 40 nights huh. was a reality. Huh. So we had to emulate that. You know what I'm saying? While we were doing the movies. So they had the prosthetics with the peeling of the face and the, the lip thing. You know, to actually emulate the fact that we were out there for so many days. And right. what we had been through. So it was like a reality with the stuff on, and you just kind of lived it out. And this is uh, TNT. TNT in December, Buffalo Soldiers, Danny Glover's the star, me, Lamont Bentley from Oisha, I'm going to be in it, play Corporal C. All right. There's a, you're no rapping in this, though. No, no this okay. is way before rap. Okay. I just want to make sure. Because huh? <laughs> sometimes uh, they'll put entertainment in in lieu of being historically correct. You know, right. A little campfire rap. Period piece. Period piece. Tanya, 23. Hey, I was wondering um, if it's possible to get... A lot of problems in my past, and now my life's just going better. It's going to be good. Well, don't feel just, guilty about that. It's just happening. All right, uh, but listen, you loved him, and he knows uh, he, he knows you did. Yeah. And, and, and believe me, uh, listen, this happens every day. And, and it, it happens over and over again. People pass away, and people never had a chance to uh, tell them the way they really felt or blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's the biggest regret of all siblings, of lovers, of loved ones, of co-workers, whatever it is. Somebody passes away tragically, uh, oftentimes quickly, and, and, and then people have to live with it. And this is why, by the way... Uh, live your life in such a way that if something happened to you, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow, tonight, uh, whenever, that you wouldn't feel like you had a whole bunch of unfinished business. I mean, that you had to tell people the way you really felt. I always think about this. And I, and I think, here's how, here's how you know if your life is going well. Uh, two ways. Uh, one is my phone test. Uh, when the phone rings, uh, if you sprint to the phone, uh, things aren't going well. You're, you're lonely, you're desperate. If the phone rings and you just keep, let it uh, keep letting it ring, you cringe, you and, you, cringe. Don't, and you, you screen the call, uh, things aren't going well. It's somewhere around the second or third ring where you're healthiest. And the same thing with, uh, with uh, um, unfinished business. Uh, if you, uh, everyone, do this. Just take a second. Say, uh, take inventory for a second. Mm. If you died uh, five minutes from now. Or if somebody you knew did. Or, yeah. uh, no, no, no. No. All right, if you so, died, please don't screw with me. I'm going to kill you, and we'll actually do a test here right, uh, in, right. in the studio. Right. Everyone do. Play along at home. Uh, if you died uh, five minutes from now, would you spend the next five minutes frantically calling people? 
telling them you're sorry, telling them, uh, I, I, I know I never said it, but I love you? Or could you just, uh, you know, uh, masturbate once and uh, call the life like I would do? I think I would be all right. I, I think the people I know know the way I feel. Mm, I've never told me how you feel. <laughs> I hate you, man. <laughs> See, you ought to worry about it. No, but you know what I mean? Take inventory. And if and if, if you realize that you'd have to spend at least three days calling people and apologizing for crappy things you did to them, uh, go ahead and call them now. That's right. Okay. It's a little uh, half-baked uh, wisdom from the uh, nappy-headed sage on a Sunday night on Loveline. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad, and we'll be right back. All right, uh, Loveline with uh, Adam Carolla and Doctor Who. I have no idea where he is. Uh, on the phone again. Hey, I like this song. What is this? You don't know. Oh, this is no doubt? Oh, boy, do I hate this. <laughs> ah. All right, I put a curse on them, and uh, they've now uh, played every single song off of the Tragic Kingdom. You kindly put a curse on me. Uh, Drew, for your birthday, I'm going to put a curse <laughs> on you. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall is uh, not here. I uh, have no idea where he is. Uh, spoke to him uh, last weekend, or was it the weekend before? Week ago. Week ago. Yeah, like, like, like you know, Drew. All right, the point is, he's a great guy. Yeah. And, uh, and a real funny actor. I always, uh, I thought, like, uh, Weird Science was really funny, and uh, Breakfast Club and all that, 16 Candles, and he was always hysterical. I couldn't figure out how a guy was so funny at, like, 15. Yeah. But uh, apparently he was 32 when he did those <laughs> roles, because he told me he was 48. But, um... <laughs> A real funny guy, real nice guy, sweetheart of a guy, and uh, my love is waning, though. <laughs> I got to tell you, I have no idea where he is, so uh, we'll uh, we'll work that out. But I don't want to condemn him because uh, something tragic could have happened to him, or will if he doesn't show up in the next uh, ten minutes. Jessica, eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, with the radio still up in the background. Yeah. You want to turn that down? I was listening. All right, we'll just hold on a second. Here, turn that down. Yeah, it's down. Right. She learned her lesson, Adam. Good job. <laughs> She's learning to use her feet like a monkey. How come you had, had we had to hold on the first time you turned it down, but this time you were able to turn it down? Well, I was a little bit more ready for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, uh, well, I have a situation, and it's kind of like I have a girlfriend and a boyfriend, and... um. I don't really know what to do because he wants to get together with me and my girlfriend, but I feel kind of uncomfortable about it all. Uh, the wallets are coming out now, uh, Jessica, <laughs> and we're doing some gambling. <laughs> Is that all right? Drew, I, 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 I'm, I'm a little light tonight. Uh, uh, Drew, I got that gift certificate you got me. <laughs> From uh, what gifts? What'd you do? Give me a. What, Drew got me a uh, an Armani exchange uh, gift certificate. Uh, hey, fifty bucks, uh, Drew. Well, you want to hold this as collateral? Yeah, that's right. All right, you can put a buck in for me. Yeah. All right, it's a little anticlimactic when we're gambling with the same person's money. It <laughs> takes all the sting off when you lose. By the way, right. That's right. It's sort of like the People's Court. Remember the People's Court? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend who was on the People's Court. Uh, two of my uh, loser Hesher buddies, uh, Snake, 
and uh, Gilligabber. What have they done? Uh, Snake was jogging with Gilligabber. Yeah. And uh, Snake had a pit bull. And uh, while they were jogging, and I was supposed to go jogging with them, but I just couldn't make it uh, that day. We'd go, we'd go work out boxing, and we'd go jogging. This is many years ago. And uh, we, we didn't have treadmills uh, like, uh, you, like you rich folk over there. But um, the uh, pit bull tore after a cat. And uh, the cat, like, jumped off the roof and, like, sprained its paw. And the woman uh, was suing Snake for damages. For the uh, cat? For the cat. Oh. Okay. N nothing more surreal, by the way, than seeing two idiots you grew up with on the people's court. Uh, stuffed into, uh, uh, you know, sport coats they borrowed from their dad and uh, bad ties. And uh, there they are in front of Wapner. And it was all the rage because this was about, this must have been about seven years ago when all this pit, anything with a pit bull was huge. Uh, Remember? Pit yeah, bulls attacking everybody. Yeah. yeah, at least out in California or Southern California. So there they were. But here's the deal. Uh, and it was real funny because when Snake left, uh, Snake lost. And uh, hearing uh, my friend uh, Gilligabber uh, describing uh, how the cat jumped off it, because the guy's like Jim, Jim Ignatowski from Taxi. <laughs> he was talking about, you know, he's making noises and talking about how the cat bottomed out, and she sort of scampered, and he was doing like a cat scampering. Uh, Wapner was not amused. I think Rusty enjoyed it. But uh, on the way out, Llewellyn, uh, Doug Llewellyn, uh, cornered him, as they normally do. And they, well, I guess we all learned a valuable lesson. You'll be keeping that dog on a leash from now on. And Snake said, uh, no, I won't. And he said, well, you know, it's the law. I'm not going to put it on a leash. Well, you'll you have to keep, no. <laughs> it was a very uncomfortable uh, moment on the people's court. But the point is, is this. They pay for the damages. If you lose, they pay. You understand? Snake did not have to reach into his own pocket, even though he lost. Huh. Because the producers pay for it. They don't huh. want you to say it, but they pay for it. Wow. So I thought to myself, <laughs> why is everyone who loses so upset when they're not paying? You know what I mean? Losing face. You drive down the street, you splash someone's car, they sue you because you ruined the paint at 650 bucks, but you don't pay. Right. Well, who gives a crap? It's always like, yeah, well, What well. did your friends say when you ask them that? What do you mean? <laughs> Did you ask your friends why they were, were they upset when they lost? No, he wasn't upset. He was just telling Doug Llewellyn he's not oh, keeping the I dog see. on a leash. Right, he was right. just giving Doug a hard time. That's all. Uh, all right, so Jessica, you... Yeah. Uh, oh, yes, we're gambling. Yes. All right, hold on a second. Should we be gambling on you, Jessica? Oh, yes. yes. Well, Please. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I just I don't know what to do. I've talked to the friends that I can talk to about it. Uh, okay, you're gambling. And they, right. they just seem... I don't know, they're... Okay, we're gonna. Well, get let's, let's, let's get let's let's, let's let's get on with this for a little bit here. And why why is you can maintain relationships with a, a boy and a girl? Well, um, he he knew about it. He's known well, about why it. Why do you think that's appropriate behavior? Well, I'm not saying it's appropriate, but it's what I want to do, and he doesn't seem to have a problem with it. The only thing is, he wants to join in. Uh huh. So and I'm he... not sure how I feel about that. Uh huh. I mean, it's like I want to make him. I I don't know. Um. I want to make him happy, but I also want to feel comfortable with it. And I don't even know how to talk to my girlfriend about it. All right, let's you know? uh, why can't you let's just gamble? Have... Yeah. All right, hold on, Jessica. Okay. All right. Um, you go first, Drew. No, you. You're the one who reached for the wallet. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to just be creative with this one. All right. Uh, All raised right. in a foster home. Wow. Uh, abused by one of the kids there. <clears throat> really? All right. This is looking like easy money for me now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going out of that. Uh, I don't want to go too far. I could just go the easy alcoholic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dad's an alcoholic route. Yeah, that'd be reasonable. 
You think so? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm betting with your See, money. We're not, I'm we're taking not, your advice. I'm we're, hedging. We're not getting or, enough from her to to. No, really, you, you're going. Uh, I'll tell you. That, that's part of her syndrome. She's got. Let's nothing. let's broaden yours. Uh, felt up uh, by a peer. All right. Early on, yeah, okay. possibly a neighbor. All right. All right. Maybe family's okay, but was all right. good, 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 good. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, dad, abusive dad. Oh, you're giving me felt no, up. No, yeah, you go with felt up by Pierre. Okay. I'm right. going with abusive dad. All right. All right. All right, Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. All right. What's going on? Well, um, I was neither felt up by a peer or abused by dad. Oh, son of a bitch. No, neither one. I don't know. I mean, it's like when I was about 13, I guess, I just started. I had a friend that I just began gaining interest in. A female. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that we're not we're not questioning it based on your sexual orientation. We're yeah. we're, we're we're questioning based on the chaos in your relationships. Uh, Drew, the, dig in a little. Come yeah, on, get what, something out of her. What, Ring her a little, Drew. What was, what was your family like? Were they, are your parents together? Um, no, they're divorced. How old were they? Were you when they split? About eight. And I how guess. how are things going at that point? Well, um, they went okay, and then I I I guess I started. Getting high and stuff, and then I got locked up. I was locked up for a year. Locked up? Yeah. What does that mean? In jail? In juvenile jail. When, how old were you when that happened? Um, I was 15. And what happened in jail? Were things kind of heavy there? What? Were things kind of tough when you were in jail? <laughs> they were light well, and frilly, was, Drew. There was, <laughs> well, there was lots of gay people there. But you were already uh, sort of gay uh, prior to that, Yeah, right? yeah. And and again, back. Let's go back earlier when, when you were. Uh, I mean, why all this antisocial behavior? What was your did your family beat you at all? Strike no, you? No, I mean I. That's what I don't understand. I mean, I'm comfortable with who I am, but I don't understand how I got that way because everybody else has something traumatic, but I never really did. Well, well, I mean, your parents broke up when you were eight. How were things before that? Well, my dad married my teacher. teacher. I mean, when they got broke up. That's kind of rough. That's about the only strange thing. Uh, okay, so dad worked, he didn't drink, no one smacked you around. Nope. Uh, brothers or sisters? Yeah, I've got, I've got a baby brother, he's two and a half, getting ready to be three, and no, I've got a 15-year-old brother. So the 15-year-old brother was there when this all went down. Yeah. And what's he, what's he like? Well, um, my little, he's pretty cool, I guess. Um, Is he having similar he, kinds of problems? What kinds of problems? Similar? Um, no, he's... He's never had any pun. Nope, he's not gay or anything. Not, I'm not th- gay is not what we're after here. That's not yeah. the problem. No, um, he's the problem is you're antisocial. You've manifested criminal behavior. You're doing drugs, and you can't maintain a relationship with a male or a female. Oh, I'm. See, that's the that's the thing is, um, I'm not doing drugs now, and I have a relationship with both of them. But the problem is, is they want to get it all together and have. Sure, give the woman credit. She's like, it's like having two jobs. You wouldn't yeah. criticize someone <laughs> no, for having two jobs. Not She's balancing two relationships. I, I sus- clearly, the relationship with the guy is not much of a relationship because all he's interested in is, is his sexual gratification. By I don't know. Yes, yes. How oh, long have you been with the guy? Hmm? How long have you been with the guy? Oh, about a year. All right, you're pregnant. No. Do you have any kids? Oh no. No. Good. That's All right. Good. Uh, don't have any kids, and uh, if you're serious about the guy, uh, don't let him in on uh, the extra crotch that is floating around in your relationship. But he already knows that's the problem. I know, but don't don't let him but don't let him paw the extra crotch. Why can't you make a, commit yourself to one of these people? Because I love both of them. I mean, I love being with both of them. All right. Same with me. I loved all the angels. Uh, I love uh, 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 Jackie and Chris and uh, Farrah. I love them all. 
Uh, I really couldn't. It would, would would be unfair to me, Drew, to nail me down to one of them. Mm. You know. Poor Jessica. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Jessica. Okay, uh, she doesn't need to be in, in any kind of relationship. Not right now. All right, uh, we split on that. So give me my dollar back, Drew. Fastest drummer for Loveline. Too, too, too high. When I'm not drumming, up a storm. <laughs> what was the rest of it? Loveline will be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for, you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. He's not Anthony Michael Hall because uh, he's not here. And uh, we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. KRXQ Roseville, Sacramento 93 Rock, where the Rise Guys reminding you to listen tomorrow morning when we'll have frozen broccoli taped to our nipples. Uh, yes, love line. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Mike, 21. Hey, what's going on? Hey. All right. Um, You guys are great. Thank you. Um, I got a problem. Oh, Adam's going to come to life again. Okay. Um, I have, like, an addiction to... Um, going to adult movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And, um... How is it affecting you? What's happening? Well, it's, uh... It's the only time that I, I masturbate. But but how often are you go? Really? Yeah. How often are you going? Uh, between two and three times a week. No. Oh. Okay. So that's it for the masturbation? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny that a guy who uh, masturbates in porn theaters masturbates a, about a tenth as much as I masturbate, and I stay home and masturbate. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like uh, it's like someone who does heroin, but <laughs> only does it you know once a month. Right. It, you know, you know what I mean? because you're pretty deep in if you're doing it. You're doing it at the theaters. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's not like a theater. It's like a you know a. Oh, the booze. Yeah, you know, like yeah, sure. In the back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you gotta get a VCR, my friend. <laughs> but it's it's like it's exciting for me to do that. There's something I know. There's something alluring about standing in a puddle of another man's schmegma <laughs> while you're masturbating. I I know. I felt the draw. <laughs> <laughs> it's real exciting. Yeah. And then that sexy guy with the uh, waiters comes by with the hose. And uh, Drew, you've never been in these places. It's really. Uh, Here's the deal. They don't. It, it is really like a head shop. It's like a head shop pretending uh, you're not going to do drugs. 
Uh, no, here's what I'm saying. I didn't, I didn't make that very clear. But what I'm saying is this, Drew. They know you're having yourself. Well, if there's some guy with boots on. In there. There's paper towel uh, rolls in uh, a lot of them. There are guys with boots walking around, hosing things down. There's, you know, squeegees uh, everywhere. All right, all right, all right. All right. That's a, so this isn't so much about addiction because it's not escalating. and It's not causing him not to be able to function. It's not causing him to spend all his money. But it is something compulsive and something dysfunctional in that he's drawn to it because of this danger element, and he can't stop doing it. Right. And almost it's like, uh, I don't need it. I mean, I just have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I don't want it. I what, have to. What else going on in your life? Uh, you work? Yes. You, you have relationships? No. Have you ever had a uh, relationship? Mm, no. Not just, you know, maybe like a school, teenage, high school crush. For Mike, Mike, you go to those places that take the tokens or the change? Uh, change. Change? And uh, what do you put in? Buck fifty? Uh, a buck. A buck? Mm-hmm. Sure, I can get out to that one. I've been paying a buck fifty. <laughs> and, what, and I swear to God, they have it timed. I, you know the story, Drew. Uh, a buck gets you just up to the, 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 the crest, but not quite over the hill. And then you got to pull the pants up, fish more change, uh, waddle down to the counter with your pants around your ankles. And before you know it, you put in a 17 bucks because uh, they time it perfectly. Mike, do you just will you put in like three bucks at a time so you know you have... You know, ample time to take care of business? No, just a buck every time. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're good for a buck, huh? Yeah. Boy, you are a uh, tactician, my friend. <laughs> you're right, skilled. So, so uh, really the problem is that you're having difficulty in relationships. You're me 21, you never had a, a real relationship with somebody, and now you're developing this compulsion. Um, but let me let me get back to the danger element for one second. Yeah, but that, but a, lo- a lot of this is about danger and aggression. That's a lot of the show's about entertainment, too, Drew. Uh, Mike. Uh, if you had a VCR at home w- showing the same movies that we're showing in the peep show, would you stay home and watch those? No, because it costs more money to rent the movies. Listen, uh, Dick Wad, uh, you know what I'm asking you. Now, don't give me a hard time. No, I'm not trying. I'm just saying that's why I do it is because it's a cheap throw and it costs a lot of money to rent it, so that's why I do it. All right, listen, it costs, uh, if, you, if you go on a discount night, it's, you know, two fifty to rent the thing. Uh, you're saving a buck fifty. But let's not forget, uh, you know, you got to drive the car down to God knows where and uh, park it and get a ticket and get rolled out in the alley. And uh, you're dealing, uh, the, the germ factor alone would be worth the buck uh, fifty. Now, if it was the same price and you had the VCR at home and you had the same movies, would you stay home? No. No. So it's definitely the thrill of uh, standing where many men have stood before. Yeah. 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 Okay. And why? Because you might get caught? Mm, just... <laughs> like anyone's going to be surprised. <laughs> They're going to kick into, hey, uh, Larry, we got another guy whacking what, off what, in here. What happened to Pee Wee Herman if it's so normal for guys to do that? What are you talking to me? Yeah. I, I don't understand these things. I mean, I assume that that was not something people were supposed to do, and so Pee Wee Herman got in trouble for that. Uh, listen, I understood uh, Pee Wee Herman was caught in a theater, oh. which is a little different. Uh. Uh, that is just my understanding, but maybe they call everything a theater these days, and uh, Pee Wee Herman was just doing what people do. Uh, for Christ's sake, it was the, uh, like, Dade County uh, police uh, force that had been, uh, you know, uh, sur- uh, p- put the place under surveillance. Uh, yeah, uh, there's where your taxpayers' are, uh, money is going. Mm-hmm. Jackasses. 
And, you know, and you know these vice guys were all, uh, you know, eyes rolled behind the head, uh, smacking off wherever they were. Uh, sur- uh, surveillance know. at a porn theater. Uh, we uh, we got a tip that some guys might be whacking off in here. Uh, let's get down there. Quick, uh, pronto. Uh, put the goddamn uh, siren on top of the unmarked car. Let's get down there in a hurry. Uh, we'll drive right past the guy being rolled at the ATM. Uh, forget about the homicide over here and the uh, forced entry over there and the rape over there. We gotta, we gotta put all our focus on uh, the guy maybe masturbating at the porn theater for Christ's sake. Uh, these places are put there uh, so guys who can't get dates can masturbate like young Mike. All right, now Mike. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's antisocial behavior. You gotta find yourself a woman. Yeah, it, it, you really something something's up with Mike. Here. You know something's up, or you wouldn't be calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you? Do you feel ever? Are you paranoid at all, Mike? I mean, do you feel that people are thinking about you or talking about you or anything like that? In there? Or no, no, in life in general. Do you have that sort of feeling? Um, no. Do you, I, do you, do I, I, I don't. Actually, yeah, I, I can't seem to relate to women. I, I, you know, I can't even hold a conversation with them. Does anyone Why? ever rap on the door when you're taking care of business? Mm, one time a guy did, but I, I said, get out of here. Uh, that's rough. Uh, uh, just a minute. Or, uh, I'm busy. <laughs> what, what is the proper response to that? What do you? Uh, three more strokes. Hold well, on, pal. Why can't you talk to women? What do you think that is all about? Um, I, I don't know. I always seem to get bad vibes from them, or you know, just disinterested signs from them. And all right, Drew. Do you have any friends? Yes. Get get your friends to introduce the you guy to behind the counter or begin, actual friends. Begin uh, socializing, maybe perhaps first in a group, and then try to ask people out and make a make a project out of getting dates and having relationships. Uh, you know, tr- tremendous. Uh, can you feel all yes, that? Yes, he's yeah. wallowing in yeah. his. Uh, he he's stopped participating in life, but, and he's but wallowing he is, in he it. He is like a. This concludes another podcast. One dot com program.